Getting good mental health care in the United States can be hard, even for those with health insurance and financial resources. But if you're a person of color, live in a struggling neighborhood, and don't have insurance, well, the mental health care picture becomes pretty bleak. And that's the case in much of Chicago, where the mental health care system has been devastated in the last few years under the leadership of Rahm Emanuel and an Illinois state budget standoff. All week here on The Takeaway, we've been exploring the intersection of race, place, and health with the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. And for our final piece today, we turn to two people working in Chicago on the front lines of mental health care. Angela Cedeno is the executive director of the Kedzie Center, which aims to provide accessible, culturally informed, and quality mental health care to residents of neighborhoods including Albany Park, Irving Park, and North Park. And Jonathan Foyles is a writer and mental health professional who also works out of Chicago. I asked Angela to tell me what mental health issues she's seeing in the neighborhoods her organization serves. We're seeing a full range of mental health issues, including depression, suicidality, anxiety, um, high amounts of intergenerational trauma, secondary to domestic violence, uh, histories of abuse, exposure to violence. We have a large number of families that are coming from other countries with trauma histories due to persecution, poverty, torture, sexual exploitation, and exposure to violence. Yeah, the thing that strikes me more and more when I uh, work in the community that I serve um, is how much of our therapeutic interventions and the things that we know how to do to help people, how much those are based on sort of a stereotypical uh, middle-class, suburban-type experience. You know, one of the things I learned in grad school, one of the things that I personally find beneficial um, to help people kind of snap out of a depression is to get outside more. Um, you know, to, whether that's walk in a park, go and do some activities, uh, go to the library, that sort of thing. You know, and I recommend this to my clients, and I still do. But, you know, I've had more than a few say, well, you know, I've seen three people get shot across my building, you know, in the past, like, two or three months. And if you think that I'm going to willingly go outside any more than I have to, then you should better think again. That just points to a larger issue of sort of the chronic underdevelopment in these communities. Um, you know, again, one of the things that we like to do as therapists is refer people to their natural resources, um, whether that's participating in their local community schools, um, you know, being part of community neighborhood clubs, um, you know, working in the neighborhood. But a lot of these options um, through you know, white flight and systematic disinvestment just aren't available to the communities that, that I serve and that the Kedzie Center serves. Um, you know, 50 schools were closed a couple of years ago here. You know, we know schools are sort of a essential neighborhood component. It's something that brings people together and it's usually um, in a peaceful manner. You know, that's gone in a lot of places. Near the community where I serve, there used to be several uh, factories, you know, and I'll have patients like old, mostly older African-American men in, say, like their 50s or 60s who will be like, you know, my growing up in here, my dad worked at a factory and he made, you know, like 15 bucks an hour doing manual labor. Why should I go and get a job making minimum wage, you know, making less than he did 50-some years ago? Frankly, that's hard to argue with. Angela, do you see uh, these disparities in the community that the Kedzie Center serves? Do you see the lack of resources, a lack of understanding, a lack of you know, connection and, and accessibility for mental health services to poor and working class communities? I would say that across the city, there's limited access to culturally informed quality mental health care. Some of that is because low-income communities of color often have limited insurance options. So, for example, if they have Medicaid-managed care, there are a number of clinics and clinicians who don't accept Medicaid-managed care. 
Um, so they're limited to the number of places they can go. They also often have difficulty finding services in their native language uh, or services that recognize their cultural experiences. And so Kedzi has worked really hard to be a place where we can offer services in multiple languages in a culturally informed way. And we're able, because of the way that we're funded, we're able to see people who are either underinsured or uninsured. And that's made an enormous difference in the community. I'm wondering if if either of you would like to respond to this question um, from both of your perspectives. Just the the disparity in accurate diagnosis seems to also Mm -hmm. be a problem from the very beginning. Jonathan, your thoughts? Yeah. You know, I think one of my duties at the community mental health clinic I work at is to do intake interviews. Um, And it's not uncommon for me to welcome a new client. And they've had like a few brief interactions with mental health services in the past. Maybe they've been hospitalized a few times or, you know, they've seen a psychiatrist uh, for a short period of time. And they'll come in and they'll be like, yeah, you know, I have schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, PTSD and depression. And in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I don't think you have all of those. You know, but there is really just chronic overdiagnosis, I think, of um, particularly communities of color. And there's been some research that shows that um, people of color are more apt to get diagnosed with, like, say, schizophrenia. People you know, who are like white or of another majority culture are more apt to get diagnosed with like major depression with psychosis. For the, you know, same, for that, the it, same symptoms, but they're diagnosed differently mm-hmm. because of race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also curious about the quality of care in general for a lot of uh, the folks, the population that we're talking about, again, for our listeners, largely uh, low to uh, low-income working class, uh, communities of color, refugees, immigrants, et cetera. Um, the quality of care that one receives generally uh, for things like this, is it are people being over-medicated? Are they being under-medicated uh, in addition to um, inaccurate uh, diagnoses? I think that sometimes the overdiagnosis or misdiagnosis is often related to cultural interpretations. There are behaviors or things that we might see that if we don't understand the culture well enough, we might misinterpret. So I think that's one of the issues. Um, the other thing is I think that we've been missing trauma for a long time. Um, so there are a mm-hmm. lot of things that, you know, it's very common for people to call ADHD. A lot of times the symptomatology looks the same. Yes. Um, so it's really important to have like a very full assessment. Sometimes it could take three or four sessions um, and lots of sources of information. So I think that's another contributing factor. The third one would be that we sometimes fail to understand some of the psychosocial circumstances of our clients. So, for example, you know, are we considering poverty and are we considering marginalization and how those impact their mental health presentation? In terms of medication, because we're misdiagnosing, I would say that it's probably likely that people mm-hmm. are being over-medicated. And we often get clients at Kedzie where our psychiatrist will review their records and often see three or four medications um, and try to really sort of narrow it down to like, what does this client really need? And oftentimes, they actually need an opportunity to talk about their trauma. Mm-hmm. Angela Cedeno is the executive director of the Kedzi Center, and Jonathan Foyles is a writer and mental health professional. Both work in Chicago. Thanks to you both for being here. Thank you for Thank having you. us. And thanks to the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation for working with us on this week's coverage of how health outcomes are linked to race and zip code. And you can find the whole series of conversations at thetakeaway.org slash healthatlas.